With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What did we actually know about Jesus Christ the man? What we don't find is this person who appears as some sort of spectre within that that historical tableau called Jesus. He doesn't have a mark at all. Now that is a dilemma for those who believe in him. Because on the one hand, he supposedly overturned the, the world. It turned the world upside down and triggered off this massive movement. But on the other hand, he leaves no trace in the historical record. It should be said, although it's kept from the believing millions, theologians have cast doubts on the official story for more than a hundred years. There used to be a huge amount of evidence, historical evidence for Jesus. There, there was evidence of the cross, there was evidence of the nails that he was held by the, to the cross with. You know, now, why is it that this sort of evidence is no longer presented as evidence of Jesus. It worked for hundreds of years. Well, of course, we know the answer. It was all fraudulent. It was all manufactured by the church to encourage belief in their fairy story. Now, that has all now been whittled away, apart from certain backwaters. The Gospels are not analogous to history, they are analogous to historical fiction. In other words, a drama has been, has been inserted into an historical setting. The emphasis is totally different. The, the, it's it's, it's, it's an, an unreal drama. If you think about the Gospels, they are almost primarily concerned with the last week of Jesus' life, the Passion. You know, it is, that is, takes up most of the material. It is simply a drama inserted into a, a, a more or less realistic historical background. What I, what I think we can say regarding the Gospels is that they show a decided pro-Roman bias. Let's uh, paint the scene then. Rome is the, is the great and emerging imperial power. It colonised the East as the Eastern Empire of, of Greece declined. In, in the areas it took over, it used, in the first phase, client kings. In other words, it found those members of the local aristocracy that would collaborate with Rome. And they would happily do so because Rome preserved their position. So the classic example of it is, of course, the Herodian family. Herod was a Roman puppet, but Herod ruled his own provinces in his own way and with a rod of iron. Religion was very important in the Roman world. Although they had a, a secular dimension to their life, religion was all-pervasive in the sense that gods and their shrines were everywhere. They, there was no question in the minds of nearly everybody at that time that there were gods. Gods made their presence felt 
all the time, whether it be in earthquakes or thunderstorms, in, 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 in diseases and so on. Gods were ever present. The one thing you had to do with a god was keep them on your side. You made a sacrifice, you hoped that their capricious behaviour wouldn't fall badly on you. Religion also was very tolerant in the Roman system. The Romans and all polytheists embraced the idea that, there were, that, that divinity was divided, that there were gods of many different descriptions. When the Romans conquered a province, they didn't try and annihilate their religion. They didn't insist that they adopt Rome's religion. They merely uh, took that religion into their system. They merely uh, assimilated it, allowing that what you call a god by one name, we call by another name. And they had no problem with that. You think of the most impressive temple that stands in Rome, the Pantheon. It was the temple to all the gods. They, they had no exclusivity about it. You had to keep all the gods, or as many of them as you could, on your side. Now, the only time that Rome seems to have had a problem are the two ends of the empire, with the Druids in Britain and the Jews in, in, in Palestine. You know, that's where the Rome, Rome came against uh, uh, oppositional re religions. Now, with the Druids, they just annihilated the Druids. They, they destroyed their shrines and, and ended the... the, the any, it probably existed underground, but essentially they erased that religion. Now, this was the big problem for Judaism when it had fell foul of Rome as a result of not one but three rebellions. You know, things Jewish were not viewed favourably. And that's why here is a big, a big kickstart for Christianity moving further into the Roman world. Now, where does that originate? It originates in the happy example for the Jews of resisting and ultimately expelling the Greeks. The Greeks had run the area before the Romans arrived, and under a group of renegade priests, there was a rebellion known as the Maccabee Rebellion. The, in the Maccabean Wars, the Greeks were expelled, and this gave a type, an anticipation of how, under the Roman period, also someone could come along, priest come king come prophet, who would rescue the Jews again. That's where the basis of the Messianic prophecies come from. A military leader a human person, not a, not a God-man, but a human who would lead the Jews to triumph. So their interpretation of Messiah was very much in that traditional Maccabean sense of someone who would be a king and a military leader who would throw out the oppressors. The Christian version of that same story is, of course, very different. It's a collaborationist sort of Messiah. I'm going to go through really quickly the 10 different things. But what I want you to do is be able to memorize these 10 things. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through, and I'm going to teach you this very quickly, um, a way of putting it onto your body. And we're going to put it onto your body just for, for ease. So I'm going to give you the 10 keys to having an ageless mind. Every single one of them you've either heard me say or you intuitively know that these are important. That's not the reason I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it is to take knowledge and turn it into power. And I want you to take those ideas and have them have real impact. 
And what I want you to do is when I'm going through it, I want you to cycle through and on a piece of paper, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, how well am I doing in that category? One third of your memory is predetermined by genetics and biology. Let's say two thirds in your control. These are the 10 things I would focus on. So the first one is a good brain diet. Good brain diet. So on a scale of zero to 10, what's an honest assessment? If you're honest and true to yourself, where are you on your diet? So we talk about the, the most important foods for your brain that are neurological, like protecting, you know, neuroprotective. So we're talking about avocados, we're talking about blueberries, or what I call brain berries, right? We're talking about broccoli, we're talking about eggs, if that's allowed to by your diet. We're talking about coconut oil or olive oil. We're talking about green leafy dark vegetables, wild salmon, if you're allowed, if, you, if that's part of your, your, your diet also as, as well. Turmeric, I do every morning, I do like an almond turmeric like tea, right? All these things are neuroprotective. Number two, killing ants. Automatic negative thoughts. How well are you controlling your self-talk? On a scale of zero to 10, honestly, even if you've done this with me, how strong are you? Zero to 10. Do your thoughts make a difference, yes or yes? If I say constantly I'm getting too old, is that gonna be self-fulfilling, yes or yes? If I say I'm forgetful, I have a bad memory. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. So your mind is always eavesdropping on your self-talk. That's number two. Number three, exercise. And really what we're talking about here is movement. Your, the number one function of your brain is to control your movement, right? That's why we know there's not just a brain-body connection, but a body-brain connection, that using your body in different ways stimulates neurogenesis, it stimulates neuroplasticity, it stimulates brain-derived nootropic factors, which is the fertilizer for making new connections. So you have to move but we live in a very sedentary life, right? I was reading this book talking about barefoot kids and how we're taking away seesaws and you know, swings and all these things. We're overprotecting them and then we're keeping them in a very sterile environment. They're not moving as much, right? They're always on their devices and they're not getting the brain growth, right? And it's leading to learning challenges and so on. But how much are you moving every single day? They say, they say sitting is a new smoking, right? You do not want to sit eight hours a day and just, and just study. I'm gonna go through the rest fast. Number four, brain nutrients, brain vitamins. Because we're at, a, you know, we're traveling, we're gonna eat the best foods ever. Are you supplementing with, there are certain nutrients and I would just have, I would make this a no brainer. I would just go to your functional medicine doctor and get like hormonal tests, full spectrum tests, food sensitivity, and just see what your baseline is. Cause I really do believe people are bio individuals. Like and I've kind of seen all the research and talked to so many individuals, find out what works for you. Because if you're, the most important supplement is DHA for the brain. DHA. All right, that's number four. Number five, positive peer group. So rate yourself, zero to 10. How inspired, encouraged, challenged, energized are you by your peer group? And again, peer is choice. I'm not talking about your family, although they maybe are your peer, but the people that you choose, right? So either get new group or choose who you're gonna let affect you, positive peer group, because it really affects your, your brain, zero to 10. Really fast. Number six, clean environment. How clean is your environment? How organized is six, zero to 10? And you know this, right? Is your external world reflected by your internal world and vice versa? Because it's a feedback loop. Have you ever cleaned your room, cleaned your desktop, clean your work area, and all of a sudden you have clarity of thought? The reason why I brought up the, the boxing match is this, is because I go over there, we watch this fight, and afterwards I was like, you know, I was me sitting here, Sylvester Stallone on the couch here, 
and then to his left was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I swear, if you took a picture of that, like, they'd be like, who photoshopped that Asian dude in, in that photo? But I was like, what does it take to be a champion like those guys? And then Arnold said, Jim, the difference between an amateur and a champion is a champion's willing to push past the pain period. Just like for those of you who did the exercise over the past few days, it's that intensity. And, getting, and is there a pain period in a relationship? Is there a pain period sometimes in a health crisis? Is there a pain period also in your business? Multiple pain periods, right? The ability to push past, that's where the period is now because you've just been days and days and, you're, and you feel like your attention is wandering and going different places. This is the time when it counts, just like with your workout, right? So if Lorenzo and his team's here, that would be, that would be the goal. So that's number, that's number six. Number seven, sleep. On a scale of zero to 10, how good is your sleep? It's important for your brain, Three really simple reasons. It's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. That's where you actually remember. You do not, even when you're doing these workouts, build your muscles when you're working out. You build it when you rest. Same thing with your mental muscles, same thing with your memory. That's where you consolidate short to long-term memory. The other reason why you sleep is it cleans plaque out that could lead to dementia and potentially brain aging challenges. The last reason why is how you dream, right? Your REM sleep, your REM, your REM stages of your sleep, that's very important because that's where your, your creativity, that's where I'm telling you, like we did a whole thing on Superbrain on how to remember your dreams. But specifically, why do you want to remember your dreams? Because you learn all day, your brain doesn't shut off at night, it's, it's more active at night. And so Elias Howe created a sewing machine in his dream. You know, Paul McCartney came out with the song Yesterday in his dream. Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in his dream. Periodic Table came to a chemist in his dream. What are you dreaming about at night that could solve a lot of the problems in your business, in your life, but you forget it the next morning? That's why the first thing I do in my morning routine is remember my dreams. And six steps on how to do that, we, we talked about in, in Superbrain. After that, sleep, eight, brain protection. Are you protecting your brain? And I'm not just talking about, about wearing a helmet in extreme sports. Yes, that's obvious. I've had the series of you know, traumatic brain injuries and concussions and all those challenges. Yes, but I mean like things like EMS. Like we did a podcast episode specifically talking about um, electromagnetic fields and how it's affecting the brain. Is that affecting the brain, do you think? Do you think it's normal? Do you think we evolved and are born to be able to be able to handle all the electricity that's coming out of these smart devices? You know, I read recently that over 90% of kids sleep with their phones underneath their pillows, right? Not on airplane mode, right? So it's it's big, big, big challenge. We just did two videos on that. They have four million views in just a matter of weeks. You should watch watch those videos. EMFs protect your brain. Number nine, new learning. New learning. Meaning that you might have seen the longevity, this is a longevity conference, on the cover of Time Magazine where the, was this a study on nuns who were living 80, 90 and above. What was the secret to their longevity? First part, part of it was their emotional faith, gratitude. The other half, lifelong learners. These group of women were just learning every day, reading every day, having deep conversations, doing the work every single day. It added years to their life and life to their years. So always learning, and I'm preaching to the choir here. But I, I know for a fact most of you could actually push it even more, all right? That's how you create neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. If you want to know the secret to, to having an ageless mind, neurogenesis says you could create new brain cells the day you die. Neuroplasticity is saying you can create new connections the day you die. The two most important factors outside of sleep that's going to promote neurogenesis and neuroplasticity, novelty and nutrition. Just like your body, you have to give it novelty or stimulus and you have to give it nutrition and feed that muscle. Does that make sense? Same thing with your mental muscles. So novelty of movement, novelty of ideas. But most people, as we grow older, and I, I mean chronological age, we shut down because we feel like we know everything. 
right? So there's no novelty that's there. There's a Rumi quote that says, sell your cleverness for bewilderment. Like, when's the last time you felt bewildered? Remember, you don't have creativity or have focus or have a memory or have bewilderment or have love or have motivation or have energy. You do those things. You do energy, you do creativity, you do focus, you do bewilderment. So we're taking nouns, turning into verbs, and we're taking a structure, a process, a strategy, and how you can replicate that at will. And finally, the last thing, number 10, stress management. And this is the invisible one, right? Nobody wants to talk about, but you're under a, how many people didn't realize how much stress they were under until they were like hanging out here on the beach? Because, because it's like fish, they don't see the water because it's there all the time. But we are under so much environmental stress, pollutants, environmental stress, emotional stress, work stress, cognitive stress, financial stress. And we don't realize that, but you don't get the best of the best out of that, right? It's good for fight or flight, sympathetic mode, but when you want to go, when you want to be able, it's not good if you need to think. If you're stressed, it doesn't help you study. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you give a presentation. When you're stressed, it doesn't help you perform cognitively because it shuts down cortisol, adrenaline, big parts of your brain. So stress management. So how are you managing your stress? Protect your temple with the Solomon's Temple. What's going on, bro? Peace, peace. How about yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, everything's good, man. Can't complain. Um, health is good. At 51, I'm jumping up and down, running upstairs, doing pull-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks, and no pain after I do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Got some well, that's, areas that's, I need to work on. Huh? Yeah, that's a real exercise right there, the pull-ups. That's yeah, the pull-ups. Man, if you, if, you, if you take a break from pull-ups, it's almost you got to start all over. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. By the way, we live on YouTube right now. Oh. Okay. The audio. All is. right. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know, so reach a lot more people that way. I've been doing them on YouTube and Facebook. Oh, uh, did you hear that? Woody? I didn't know turmeric was good for brain function. Uh, hey, that's, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Turmeric got over over 400 health benefits. I don't even, you know, we sell it, but I always encourage people to cook with it. You know, we sell it as, uh, right. we have to sell it, you know, but... I think I think people should cook with it and just put it, make it a part of their diet, you know. Okay. But but the thing about it is, it's um, it should just be a part of part of what you do. You know? Right. It should just be a part of what you do every day. You know. Um, it should should be a part of the seasoning. See, black people, you know, we we didn't lost the art of, of seasoning. Well, yeah, we took on uh, we took on the uh, other people's culture when it comes to eating yeah. food. Most of them today, everybody eating out. They're not they don't right. cook more like that. Yeah. You know, throw throw some a piece of meat in with the, the vegetables and salt and pepper. That's not seasoning. That's that's <laughs> you know that's the, you know and and I mean but 
to most people, that's good food, some a, a chicken bone or some bone in with some, you know, that's not seasoning. That's just, that's survival. Yeah. And I, 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 that, I think that got to do with a lot of people just, oh, don't, don't, um, feel like they don't have the time. Yeah. Well, see, we just, we didn't got caught up in this game, this rat race game. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we 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 out of we out of balance on so many levels, and that's one of the number one levels. You know, uh, the sisters are are doing um, dual roles now, uh-huh. and they can't do it. They're doing it, but they're not doing it effective. You know, and the guys just. They just, you know, I don't know what I don't know what we doing because they didn't. I nuts clip. You don't see men. Cook, you see more men cooking now than anything. You I don't know, brother, because they ain't cooking no. <laughs> you know, it, you know. Well, I'm still in the era where you'll find some at my, you know, women my age. They they do cook. You know, right. I'm in that age. Right. I'm still there, but. Past that, right. younger generation, they're not cooking. You don't see it. And, and oh. you know, that's, and it's, it's actually a, a, a woman's role to cook. Oh, I don't care how it sounds, except, <laughs> you know, I'm cooking this. A lot of women be upset you know, about that one. <laughs> yeah, but it is. No, I don't, well, I don't I, care. I, you know, I I'm not a, um, I'm not a, uh, um, a man that's going, you know, there's a lot of men that's feminized. And so right. they, they, they simpish and they like to say things, they impress women, but it's, it's, it's feminine. <laughs> you see, yeah. um, if you watch nature, the kids automatically follow the mother because the mother comes with the food in her breast. Mm-hmm. That's nature. Yeah. Okay. So before you argue with me, argue with nature. And this is across the board and all and everything. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, well, when you look at it, like when a child is born, you know who who's got the breast milk. Yeah, but see, but and but look who, but but do they do it now? They don't do. It. A lot of them don't. Now that's not a common. That's not as common as it, as it used to be, like. My mother, I saw my mother breastfeed all my brothers and sisters. You know. Now, I don't know if she breastfed me. Um, I don't know because I, I can't remember. <laughs> I never really asked. But, you know, my younger brothers and sisters, you still there? Got to quiet. Make sure he there. Oh, we lost him. We lost him. Hang on, y'all. Let me get him back in here. Get him back in. Let me. And he, as soon as you said that, they cut him off. They what? They want to hear that? Blog talk must be a a a, a woman run station. <laughs> hey, we go. We 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 gonna take a short break. We will be right back. Cause I need to get him back on the line here. Um, I'm not sure how I'm gonna do it. Cause we call him real quick.
right, let me do this. Here we go. All right, once again, driver's license webinar two. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And you guys are going to get a lot of information. I'm going to go over some... some uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.